Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. You know, the best thing about having a long-running podcast is the fact that Seek Reality has brought me so many wonderful friends. Of course, you, my dear friends, I love hearing from. And so often you'll you make me smile or you'll share a problem in your life with me. And I feel privileged that you trust me that way. And our guests will sometimes become such, such good friends of ours that I feel as if we, we're all friends for life. Today's guest is one such very special friend. She contacted me just after she first published her book, We Don't Die. I think maybe it's at least 10 years ago now. And since she lived in eastern Massachusetts, and I practice law in eastern Massachusetts, I invited her to lunch when I was next in town. Sandra Champlain, I'm proud to be able to say I knew her when. Now, Sandra Champlain is a leading light in the rising generation of afterlife researchers and spokespeople, and Sandra works harder in this field than anybody else I know. Also, the the nicest person, well, with the possible exception of Craig Hogan, but of course, we all know that nobody's nicer than Craig Hogan. It's almost impossible to keep up with Sandra. What started her on this path was her fear of dying, which led her on a journey to find proof that life after death is real. And now it's 25 years later. Her passion continues as the author of what has become an international bestseller, We Don't Die, a skeptic's discovery of life after death. And she's the host of the podcasts, We Don't Die Radio and Shades of the Afterlife, which has between them they have almost two five hundred combined episodes, and I might note here just as a kind of a side note that Seek Reality also is about to hit five hundred episodes just after the first of the year, which is amazing. We're doing this together, she and I. Sandra's weekly Sunday gatherings are a big hit too with an international audience. Sandra Champlain is highly respected, and she is committed to making a difference in the lives of others through her book, her podcasts, her weekly online Sunday gatherings, her courses, and demonstrations. Sandra's website is wedontdie.com, and there you can find just about everything you want to know about, just about everything you want to know. Just click on the store page there on Sandra's website to see everything coming up or click on Sunday gatherings to register for her Sunday gatherings and watch past replays as well. All of this, by the way, is going to be on the the notes to this episode. So you don't have to drive off the road as you try to write it, write it down. I always worry people are going to think, Oh, where's my pencil and I'll cause an accident. We don't, Die Radio is on YouTube and also Chains of the Afterlife, all episodes, and those links can be used globally. Sandra, welcome. I'm so happy to have you back with us again. Oh, Roberta, I have such a big smile on my face. I always love when we get to talk and share what we love. So thank you. Oh, it's wonderful. And and sometimes we do get to have lunch together again. And it's just we, we never want to stop our, our conversations because we always I don't know why we always have so much to talk about, but we always do. And it's always about wonderful, positive things, which is part of the because I still practice law and so many people that I work with have problems and Sandra never has a problem, which is part of the part of the joy of this. It's always happy stuff. But then she told me when we talked not long ago that that someone that she had loved had, had passed. And, and she said that she started to get these wonderful signs and even pictures through through, of course, of the the the, uh, the South American station. So I, I said, oh, my goodness, we have to talk about this on the radio. And so this is a really special episode because because we're going to get to hear from Sandra directly about a wonderful wonderful experience. And and it's not wonderful of course when people pass, but please understand everybody when someone we love, she or I, I loves or I love 
passes, it's not the tragedy it is if we think people blink out because we know they don't. So th this is, um, I'm sorry this happened to you in your life, Sandra, but, but I know it's never the end. It's not the end and it's just the beginning of something new. And first of all, I do have problems. So anybody who thinks she's problem free, but Roberta, it doesn't pay to complain. So when we're together and when I'm with most people, I try to speak positively. So let's just clear that up. <laughs> I am human. Uh, but you're talking about Michael. And I'd love to just tell you a little bit of the story and then what's happened after his passing. First of all, I never maintained a long-term relationship in my life up till meeting him. And I met him just after my father had passed away in 2010. I had hired a dating coach and we got to the root of why I hadn't been in any long-term relationships. And it was the fear of getting my heart broken as one of my very first loves broke my heart. So she challenged me and she said, do you think getting your heart broken by a romantic partner would be worse than the death of your father? And I said, no, nothing could be worse than the death of my father because that was just excruciating pain. So she got me to look at it like, oh, okay, if I could live through that, the worst pain, certainly there could be a lot of love in a relationship. And if it did end, I could handle whatever came my way. So with her coaching, I set out to go on as many dates as I could, talk to people in my life about dating, who did they know to set me up with, and not for looking for a lifelong partner, but just to really be out on the court and be out there and meet people and have some fun. My hairdresser introduced me to Michael, best friend of her husband. She says, he'll be somebody you'll go on a couple dates with, but you'll never hear from him again. I thought, well, okay. We can tick off the box for a date that week, but that's not what happened. Michael, his father had just passed around the same time my dad had passed. So we were going through grieving together and we quickly became friends. Excuse me, just a second though. But this is before you even knew about life after death, right? No, I knew about life after death, but I was too chicken to share about it. It wasn't until oh, the death okay. of my dad when I realized my story needed to be told. Uh, so anyways, but you bring that up. Now, dating Michael, he would laugh. He said he would tease me about my belief in the afterlife. Even though he had some psychic moments himself that he couldn't explain, he would always give me that little jab about, oh, yeah, you believe in these things. Okay. <laughs> but, but it was fine. He was he was a we were good together. So we did a lot of traveling together. Um, he was a private investigator. I helped him create an audio uh, about uh, lying, you know, the seven signs of lying. He had a dream to write a couple of just short books. I helped him get the books written and we were really good for each other. But unfortunately, we stuck together, I think, mainly as, as close friends because the grief brought us together. But as far as romantic partners, after a long while, it just didn't work out that way. So we had not been in each other's lives, really, in the past couple of years. And it came as a huge surprise that a mutual friend called me and said, I think you'd like to know that Michael died. And I said, well, what happened? And I knew he had some health conditions and he somehow fought, fell asleep at the wheel or had a heart attack and drove straight into a phone pole. Hmm. He was one week short of his 55th birthday and it just was a complete shock because, wow. you know, the love is always there. I knew him for t 10 years and, you know, love never dies. It really doesn't. And so I, you know, I went into the shock and I, all the, all the feelings of grief started to surface. And then it's something like that light bulb moment that I said, wait a minute, you're the one who talks about the afterlife. This is your first time of grieving, really grieving since you began this journey, you know, dad's yeah. now past 11 years. And so I thought, what is it that I'm doing today? And what is it that I tell other people? that I can apply and make a difference for myself. So 
I started paying attention to my feelings because our loved ones communicate through our imagination. What we toss off as just our imagination could very well be messages coming from them. So I played, paid close attention to thoughts in my head. And sometimes Roberta, a memory of something he and I did together that's long forgotten in my mind would just surface. And there were some feelings that he's close and even sometimes goosebumps, like he's walking close to me, lying in bed at night, all of a sudden, either he'd be in my dream or I just kind of felt him next to me while I was waking up in the morning. So I'm, I'm trying to pay attention to this now. And then all of a sudden, he was a very funny man. He would come out with one-liners that would have me laugh until I cry. <laughs> so what's started happening in my own head, one-liners of very funny stuff started showing up, causing me to burst out in uncontrollable laughter. Now, I've got a good sense of humor, but I have never been able to cause myself to laugh like that. And to be with my mom or be in a situation and all of a sudden a zinger comes in that just catches me off guard and makes me laugh. There's no way my own mind can come up with that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm taking that as, as Michael. And there's a very kind lady named Catherine Shirley, who I know has been a guest medium sometimes on our Sunday gatherings. But she doesn't know anything about me personally. And I just had that nudge to ask her if she would do a reading for me. Normally, friends don't do readings on other friends. That's just kind of the code of ethics. But because she didn't know me and she said, I, I would love to. And so all I told her is I said, I had a friend who's passed. And I said, I'm feeling grief and I just, I'd love any words. And now Kath and her husband, Mitch, are also advanced grief recovery specialists. So I, I knew she'd be great, not only as a medium, but for a little chat on grief. Because even though we know these things, it's all different when you go through it. Now that dating coach, Roberta, made me promise that I would never put a picture of a romantic partner on social media unless it was my husband. Okay, so this is important to know because she said, if a relationship ends, those pictures will be out there forever. So there is not a single picture of Michael and myself out there on the internet anywhere. There's not, no shared anything that anybody could type in my name and type in the name Michael and we'd come up together. It's just impossible. When we spoke via Zoom, she came up with something like 40 pieces of information about him and him and I together that wow. there's no way she could get. She said, wow. I helped him pursue his passions. I helped him write two books. She saw a cartoon character on the front of the books. And sure enough, there is a cartoon character on the front of the books. They're still being shared, uh, sold on Amazon. Uh, anytime we went out on a date, we always sat at the bar. We never got a table. That's just what we did. And she talked about that. She talked about um, some of the travels we did together and so many other things. And he apologized for teasing me about the afterlife. Um, <laughs> of course, she knew he was a man. She knew he was a romantic. He was a romantic partner. Um, how much love he felt for me how he did not suffer when he passed from it was just one moment he was here on earth and one moment he was over there and wanted to confirm that it is much more real in the afterlife than it is here on earth yeah he apologized for teasing me he's going to be my partner in helping me spread the word he quickly figured out how to communicate through a medium and to communicate through my own mind i got an apology for some of the things that didn't work out. And it was really amazing. I mean, that reading alone was shocking, which told me he was still alive. So that was a gigantic thing. So, you know, there's good mediums and there's not so good mediums out there, just like doctors, right? So you get a right. really good medium reading and it just can do so much comfort and healing. And so 
I've had no problem continually talking to Michael. Well, I decided to just push the envelope a little. Our dear friend, Sonia Rinaldi, who does so many experiments in Brazil, connecting people with her loved one through technology. I said to her, I said, Sonia, I hate to ask because you're my friend and I would never take advantage of our friendship. But if you ever need a subject for an experiment, there's a person that I know. So she says, okay, the experiment I'm doing now, she says, send me a picture. So what she does, Roberta, is she'll take a picture of a person and she'll put a lot of steam vapor in front of it and then film the picture and then film also above the picture. And when she goes through frame by frame of the seconds within the recordings, there's all kinds of different people that can show up clearly, not just um, cloud-like figures, very clear images. So several weeks after he passed and she had just that one picture, she sent to me dozens and dozens of pictures. Some have a smile, some don't have a smile, some look three-dimensional, the look on his face completely different. They don't, they look three-dimensional, not like a, um, like a photograph, you know, she had that one photograph and there's no, like I said, there's no way she could find any other photographs of this guy, even on his own social media. He didn't have a picture of himself. So seeing those pictures was just one of those holy cow moments. Right. It was incredible. And if any of your listeners want to see those pictures on my website, we don't die.com, there's a link that says radio shows, and that's for the two podcasts. And right at the very top, it says pictures of Michael and dad, because my father has also come through in the past on Sonia's experiments. So seeing those pictures, and it was not even close to the original picture, my heart just knew, you know, our minds can talk us out of things but our heart and our feelings know the truth. And then even more things happen and just very subtle things. But Scott Milligan does a demonstration of trance mediumship every Friday. And we sit for healing first. And then he lets his friend, Eric, who lived in the back of the 1800s, speak through him. And we get the warmest words of comfort, inspiration, what life is about, what the afterlife is about. There's no question. You cannot ask him. Well, he also has Daniel, who has got a great sense of humor, who also um, died, I don't even know when, back in the 1800s or so, but he's very, very playful. Well, on one of these Fridays, Daniel was speaking, and he says, uh, Miss Sandra, <laughs> I can't do a British accent, but he says, I, ha I have your friend here. And now Scott knew that I had a past boyfriend die, but he didn't know any of the details. So Daniel spoke about how he passed in the car, how he didn't know what had happened, and all of a sudden he was over there, gave a very similar description of how real it is. And Michael enjoyed going to the bar, he did. And Daniel said, he's at my bar. He says, this is where he chooses to hang out and talk. And, um, you know, that alcohol was one of the he's reasons. He's still our, drinking over there. <laughs> our, our relationship came to an end. Well, Daniel said, it's a different kind of spirit. There's not that kind of spirit. It's just the good spirit okay. <laughs> pass between. But in the afterlife, we can choose and create whatever world we like. So... Yeah, the meeting place could be a bar. You can create a mansion. We can create whatever you want for yourself. But those memories, those pictures from Sonia, those words from Catherine Shirley, and all of those subtle things that have come through me, it's let me know that, I'm, first of all, I'm practicing what I'm preaching and what a difference it makes to the grieving soul. Because I've gone from grief to Michael's still here. He's gone someplace, and I won't be able to see him for a while. 
but like picking up the phone, I can still connect with him and he can still connect yes. with me. Oh, yes. So my heart is filled with love. And you and I know when we transition to that world, that ego gets left back here on earth. Yes. So through the words of Daniel and Catherine Shirley and even the feelings and thoughts coming in my own mind, it's this pure understanding that he now has of me and all of those good things that I loved about him, they remain and maybe some of the bad habits would be gone. I'll put it to you that way. Yes. Um, but there's pure love that's left. And there is no doubt in my mind that when I take my last breath here, you know, of course, I've got my dad and my grandmother and whoever else, but I know Michael is going to be right there. I, I know it. And even sometimes when I sit and do meditations or just before I wake up in the morning, I can see my dad's face. I can see Michael with him. Um, and so clear. Folks, that is not your imagination when these things happen. This This is how the people work with us. Subtle messages. So I'm a happy girl. And now if someone mentions his name, mentions his name, or I see his picture, you know, I don't get that trigger of grief and that pang of, oh, sadness. It's, you know, he's still around. Isn't that a beautiful thing, though? It, it, the, the, the feeling, the knowledge of the awareness of him is all cleansed of all the negativity. And, and he feels his feelings for you are cleansed of all the complications that come with being on earth. He sees you clearly as he didn't before. That isn't that, isn't that beautiful that all of that is so beautiful. It is. It's very, very special. And no one can take that away from me. And I don't need to share it with people. I've shared about it on my podcast and it's helped people. I've gotten some beautiful messages from people. So I can share that way, but I don't push it on anyone. But it's very, it's a personal thing. But it really comforts me. Now, I don't want to think about, you know, someone I love that I'm very, very, very close to passing. But I do know that we have the tools, we have each other, you and I, Roberta, and our communities that we really can rely on other people and keep pumping in good books and good conversations with people, good podcast episodes, because our mind will want to tell us it's not real. But oh boy, it's all real. <laughs> it is. It, it's, it can be hard for people to understand the difference until they start experiencing it. Um, when, when we were talking, um, people who join Seek Reality online, um, we, we, we do um, question and answer sessions now every Monday night. And I did them. I, it was my turn last last night um, because we, we, we do these uh, podcasts. We take them on Tuesdays. Um, and so one of the questions was uh, last night happened to be uh, something about my mother. And um, I. I I didn't even cry when my mother died. She was 93 and she had no activities of daily living. I was so happy for her. She was in this awful old shell and I right. knew she was going to be young and she was going to be herself again. She, she was going to be young and beautiful and happy. And boy, is she happy now. And, and uh, it's hard for people to understand how I could not cry when my own mother died, but uh, boy, was she ready to go. And oh, is she happy now? But that's how you feel when people that you love finally get to go home. And she is just having the time of her life. She really is. And, and uh, that's, how it, that's how you feel when you understand the truth about what's real. And as you say, Michael said, it's more real there than it is here. It's more solid yes. there than it is here. I mean, everything is better there than it is here. And, and that's, that's the kind of thing you can know when you know what's what what's going on what's real and and uh i mean how can people not be happy when those they love finally get to be part of that again yeah well grief is nasty i grief is something we go through our bodies are 
readjusting to a new reality. There's all those neurotransmitters and chemicals and things involved. It's, I wish we could just turn it off, but I do think believing in the afterlife and staying engaged with powerful conversations can help move us through it as opposed to, you know, as well as I do, there's so many people that can internally they can die inside, even though they're walking around. But when a loved one passes, they process. lose their reason to live. So if we can get this information to the most amount of people, give them the tools to connect and know their loved ones are around. And of course, we're always going to miss their flesh and the hugs and all that. But just those simple little reunions. Just this past Sunday on our Sunday gathering, Philip Dykes, one of our mediums, brought through a son of a lady who had passed and gave so much detail. And you could just hear it in her voice. You know, yes, that's him. Yes, that's him. And then she wrote to me the next day and she told a very personal story of what had happened to her son and sometimes people believe in medium readings, we need to have all this hardcore evidence. But this woman, to have her son relive some of the things he did in his youth and happy memories and when he was his happiest and that he's that now, it's just exactly what she needed to hear. Yeah. So she says it was 100% right on. Now, in that Sunday gathering, three people got readings in the hour and a half we were together. Of course, we celebrate life, the afterlife. There was, there's always something positive, a theme. And yeah, last week's was the, um, the importance of finding joy and creating joy and fun in our life. Yeah. That it, it helps our health. There's so many reasons. But mediumship is a part of it to let everyone know that our loved ones live on. They're part of our lives. They are. And to hear some of the details through the mediums that is given, it's just they, they witness us. One of the pieces of information he said was, your son is showing me you holding a sports jersey and smelling it because you haven't washed it. And you, it's still, or you're hoping it still has his scent. And she says, crying, I'm holding it right now. And he says, well, he sees that. And then all of a sudden, he she he said, did you just feel something on your cheek? And she says, I just did. Yes, that was him trying to give you a kiss, you know, and he's in England. And I don't know where in the world she is. She sounded American. But the fact that there is no separation. No separation. He can be with her and he could be over with Phil at the very yeah. same time. There's just genius in the afterlife. Yeah, and you have such wonderful mediums. That's one of the great, great things about your Sunday gatherings. They're such terrific, terrific people, your yeah. mediums are. Well, we try. The thing is, when I first took a course in mediumship way back when, I'm grateful I did because it told my negative mind that there really is something to this. <laughs> However, in the course of three days, this woman gave me a diploma declared me a medium and she says go out and you can charge 150 dollars an hour no. and now i knew there was no integrity in that and no. i also knew you know you gotta practice a little and <laughs> carrie and phil are our tutors as you know in our classes and it is a vocation it's not something to do to put money in the bank it is your vocation and so just like any good doctor, you continually learn, you continually grow, you read, you become the best you can be. And I think there's a lot of people out there that maybe not shouldn't have that shingle up that says medium because they're not doing anybody any favors. And when people have a bad reading, it's kind of like throwing the baby out with the bathwater saying all mediums are bad. And that's just not the case. Just not yeah, the case. But, but yours are especially good. And it isn't just that they're good mediums, but they're very good people. Yes. And I think that makes a huge amount of difference if the mediums are kindly and sensitive um, yes. to people, um, really agree. caring about the people that they're working with. That is a common difference. denominator to anything. You know, I, t I had yeah. taken a course in mediumship just 
I think I might have been at the Arthur Finley College and there was a guest medium there for the day. And without giving any other instruction, she says, just look at the person across from you and love them and ask their loved ones who wants to present themselves. And it was that feeling of love that it was like, whoosh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, I found myself talking about a woman's grandmother and giving details. But as long as I could generate that love, and I had never met the woman I was working with. So we can create a feeling of love and connection with anyone. Any person we see is going through the same troubles. They've got the same fears and doubts and love for their family, all those same things we have. And so anytime we can care about another person, I think magic can happen. Yes. Yes. Absolutely right. Absolutely. No, I, 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 and I don't mean to belittle grief. I mean, grief is something that we all deal with to some extent. When we had to go um, we, we adopted a kitty because, uh, someone had to, and, and the person who adopted the cat was my son who has uh, a terrible cat allergy. And so some years ago, because, uh, someone had to, he adopted this cat who was much beloved in our family and she developed a brain tumor. So we all went to um, do for the cat, which, which I think would be, although it can't be done, there, it would be good if for some people, it would be good if they had the option of of having the kind thing done for them. Uh, we went and did the kind thing for the cat because she could no longer, the only thing she was able to do was walk in circles and cry at that point. So oh. we had to take her to, to yes, in the end, and it was, she was diagnosed with a brain tumor. So uh, I have to tell you, um, I know perfectly well that she is fine, but um, I cried. I didn't cry when my mother died. I cried when, when we went to, the, went, went to the vet with a cat. But um, those little critters, they're unconditional love. They never talk back to us. They're, they're oh, she talked back. Best. <laughs> she, she, well, she as cats do. Believe me. But, but still, but, lots but, of love. But, but, but the point is, I understand grief. Oh yes, mm -hmm. and I I know she'll be waiting for us. But she that cat was loved in the latter part of her life like nobody was loved. But um, this just happened a few weeks ago, and oh. but the the best cure for having to take your cat to the vet because she has a brain tumor is to get another cat. And mm -hmm. um, my my son wants to go through their treatments first, which they can give you so that you are desensitized against your your cat allergy. So he can stop taking the antihistamines he's had to take ever since he adopted this cat. But um, I don't even know where I was going with this because now I'm feeling a lot of grief again. For the well, cat. let me I tell you a, a grief and afterlife story with, with a cat. This is a good one. After I wrote my book, We Don't Die, had not yet been published. It needed one last final read before it went off to the publisher. The love of my life was my kitty, Millie. And this cat had actually come into my house on a cold winter's night from outside, snuck into my house, but then snuck into my heart because I was not a cat person. But over the course of, oh, I think it was 11 years we had Millie, a long time we had Millie, she got very sick and her days were numbered. You know, I tried the laying of hands, healing, prayer, everything to try oh, to yeah. help Millie. And of course, we spent lots of money trying to help her. And it was time to put her to rest. So we did the kind thing as well. And when I got back to the house the next day, I got the note from the publisher that you need to read your book one final time before it goes to print. Now, I had 11 years with the sweetest cat ever. The last thing I wanted to do <laughs> was read my book. Yeah. It's but terrible. I had to. The thing is, as you know, my book is not just about the afterlife. It's about grief. It's about getting back into life. It's about the purpose of life. My experience of grieving for Millie was transformed 
after reading my own book. And so I think, you know how they say dog spelt backwards is God? <laughs> well, I think cat is also God because her gift to me going exactly when she did is I knew the power of the words written in my book for a person that is grieving, whether it's a pet, whether it's a loved one, really understanding grief, understanding some of the stages and what we can do and that they're still alive. I thought, oh my gosh, this was the biggest gift because now as someone experiencing grief, I'm able to share how powerful these words are. Yeah. Yeah. So in any of your listeners, I know you've got repeat listeners who have heard me on before, but feel free to go to the we don't die.com site. If you go to the store, you can find the we don't die audiobook. Be my guest. Use coupon code free. You can listen to the whole audiobook. There's also a PDF copy within that if you'd rather read it. But chapter 10 is how to survive grief. The rest of the book is my experiences of why I believe in the afterlife. You know, as of 10 years ago, there's so many more now. And then how to live a powerful life while we're here. Well, that's very sweet of you. That's very, that's very kind of you, my dear. Anytime. Uh, no, I mean, I know she, she's going to be, I mean, she's fine already. I know she's ha- perfectly fine and happy and she's not walking in circles with her head at a funny angle anymore, which is, and crying, which is where she was by the time we took her to the vet. And we spent a lot of money too, trying to, um, if it had been something curable, we would have cured her. We would have spent yeah. more, more money to do that, but you don't do brain surgery on a 14 year old cat and, no. and it wouldn't have helped anyway. So but um, I want another it just and shows. My- yeah. How much we grieve is our capacity for love. And it's really a good thing that we can love. Yeah. I think that's the point of life. I didn't even think I was like- a cat person. I thought it was, I thought it was past pets. I thought pets were for children, but now I realize that, you know, um, there's something about having, having an animal in the house <laughs> there's something about that that humanizes us in ways i guess i hadn't ever thought about till we we had to take her to the vet yeah anyway sorry about that people um no we have pet lovers listening right here right now roberta and i think it's important yeah you're seeing us in an oddly human way which i guess i try not to i try not to do that on these programs but yes we are human too aren't we we are we are and you are lovable, Roberta. You are. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. Uh, Sandra and I really enjoy one another. We we really we we do a lot of laughing when we get together, which is a good thing, um, because we're we're eccentric in ways which we try to pretend we're not eccentric. But very few people get us, I think, uh, simply because we are so intense in the work that we do, and um, that's. Even our families, I think, I mean, my own family, when when I start talking about the work I do, they change the subject rather quickly, which is, which is fine. Um, They, I, I, I accept that. Uh, But, but nonetheless, um, I thank you for sharing your story with us. Um, I, because I've been married for so long, I guess I kind of forget what it's like to, you know, to, to love and, and to, uh, you know, to have someone that you date and then it's not quite right and you, you move on and you, but you still keep that love. And uh, I'm I'm so glad that you got to sort of have that closure with him and, and know that you're going to see him again and, and sort of see him with your, with your father first thing in the morning when you, when you kind of, you know, do your meditation and stuff. I think that's a beautiful story. I love, I love hearing that. That's Thanks. wonderful. And I've also resurrected my, or bought another one, actually, a voice recorder to try to do electronic voice phenomena with him. I have whispers, not loud enough that anybody else can hear them or I can't distinguish what they are. But, you know, if he wants to really work with me, I'm ready for his voice loud and clear so I can play it on one of my (laughs) episodes. I love that. (laughs) Let me know what you get. I think that's wonderful. I I will. It takes two. He has to be willing but I think he will be. So it's, it's <laughs> I fun think to that's try. Great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, let, let me know what you get. I would just love that. Because my husband has no interest in any of this. He's, he really thinks uh, this this sort of is not what he signed up for when he, when he married a Catholic girl. So it's a little strange to him still. Yeah, nobody in my family is into this either. So I am grateful for people like you. And I've got some good friends, like you mentioned, Carrie and Phil and Scott Milligan. And so many great listeners that email me and people that are in our online classes because it feels so good to be able to speak this language and not have somebody, you know, raise one eyebrow thinking, oh my gosh, you're crazy. <laughs> right, exactly right. But this is the reality. It really is. And at some point in everyone's life, I think they start looking for answers, whether it's a loved one who passes or they get older and who knows, or someone gets ill, but everybody's on their own journey. So I think it's important not to push don't you know also we can still be ourselves like you know my mom yeah this she might not be into all of this but our sunday gatherings are really great and this last one we did was a german oktoberfest theme you know fun right <laughs> and yeah, so exactly. i said to her can i share with you what happened and she said oh yes share with me so i always ask because people can say yes or no but once they say yes then oh be free to share yourself and if they are not interested, you know, no big deal, but we should be always free to be self-expressed. For me, it's my, it's my blog post. Once in a while, we really get going with comments and um, the, the commenters, there probably are, oh, maybe 20 people who, depending on what the, the blog post is about, they really get involved in doing commenting. And, uh, and sometimes we get up to a hundred comments where people are, are, it really becomes a very intensive discussion. And I, I really enjoy it when they get going because uh, it's, it, these are, this is a very kind of important time in all of our lives. We, we're, we're getting very deeply into the second stage of life. The first stage of life is about kind of, you know, deciding what we want to do with our lives and, as someone said, the first we spend the first half of our lives accumulating stuff, and the second half getting rid of it. And the first <laughs> part of our lives, you know, building something, and the second part of our lives, kind of figuring out what we want to, you know, how we want to grow, and and ultimately then kind of settle our settle our futures in in eternity. Um, Light is a process, and we, 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 by the time we figure out the process, we're ready to get rid of the whole process. I don't know. It's we, we, by the time we figure life out, we're ready to leave it. I, I, it's it's really kind of fascinating to watch it in other people, but we don't really ever figure out watching it in ourselves until it's almost over. The whole thing is very strange. I agree. We just—it's like a roller coaster, just. What is the main rule? Is just stay with your seatbelt fastened. Once we find a group of people who are roughly at the same stage in it, it's quite enjoyable to be part of that group, and and wherever you find it and and can can be part of it, it's really really fun to 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 just be part of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Roberta. Can I share just some of my uh, recent episodes that on um, shades of the afterlife that your listeners might be interested in? Yes, please. All right. And you can listen. You can either go to the we don't die.com website to listen or just on your favorite podcast app. Just type in shades of the afterlife. The most recent one. Um, and of course you're going to air this another date. So people might have to go back a little bit, but it's children's memories of heaven before they've come to earth. I thought what a fascinating subject that little kids are able to talk about picking their parents or meeting their grandparents who had died before they were born. So the whole episode are short stories from the voices of little kids about what they've experienced. I have a recent uh, episode that's about um, blind people having near-death experiences people who have never had vision and in a near-death experience, they're able to see. And I know for as many 
billions of people have ever lived, there could be a billion different near-death experiences, and they might not be the proof of the afterlife, but they are a proof of a higher consciousness that we share. And so to be able to see for the very first time is incredible. I talked to a mom named Carol Cooper, whose son had died of a fentanyl death, and I really had no idea course we know that fentanyl is out there and killing a lot of the kids but down to it being in pills that they think are tylenol or advil right not just color them what a yes yes terrible but also the some of the signs that she's received letting her know that her son is still very much around one of my listeners said what is it really going to take for there to be a tipping point that our whole planet believes in the afterlife. And so one of the past episodes is called the tipping point and just my thoughts of what it really is going to take. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it takes us being willing to open our mouths and be courageous and share. If you love a good episode of seek reality, yeah, you don't have to push it on anyone, but just say, Oh, what do you think about this topic? I just heard this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did my great. Yeah, 100th anniversary celebrate, 100th episode celebration of my top reasons to believe in the afterlife. And there's so many more. So we talk about pets. We talk about just if it's tied in with the afterlife, I'm part of it. And I'm always looking for good ideas for episodes too. But I love it. And I think just like you love to share when we find something we're passionate about and we share, we've got a whole tribe of people that are our, our friends for life and beyond. That's perfect. And, and Craig sends out um, a secret reality online uh, newsletter and he puts in three months ahead of our, of, of um, the, the secret reality episodes too. And, and what, what those are going to be about. He's after me to put in my blog post too. I don't know how, I mean, I don't know what they'll be in advance, but we, we can put in some. I'm trying to get those together as well. When, if I can possibly find the time. Oh my Lord. What do you want people to take from what we've said today? What, what do you hope they take away from this? Oh, how special they are, how loved they are, that they are one of a kind. There's never going to be anybody else like you. And just to listen to your own heart, to go after your dreams, to know that you're going to have a little voice inside of your mind saying, maybe you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, but we all have that little voice. We are surrounded by cheerleaders in the unseen world that want us to have the best life possible. And here on earth is the place where we can experience such great things with our five senses and know that even if you didn't get something accomplished here on life, in the afterlife you can. And when you close your eyes that final time and open them, yes, your loved ones will be there. It might be a huge parade in your honor and even your loved little ones, your doggies and your kitties will all be right there. Thanks, Roberta. so beautifully said. Yeah, you are, you are more precious and I'm talking to each of you individually, you're more precious than you can possibly imagine. And for, and for reasons that you cannot even dream up now, um, they, the, we, we don't understand how God sees us. Never forget that. Nobody sees you the way God sees you. And we finally come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you could be with us today for this very special episode. Please never forget never forget you are a powerful eternal being you never began you never will end and when you get that it changes everything next week we'll be talking with carolyn molnar who she's a very prominent canadian psychic medium and spiritual teacher she's had more than 30 years experience good good grief she has conducted workshops across across Canada and at Lilydale in New York, and actually even this far away as China. This is going to be her fourth Seek Reality visit, and she's going to be discussing some of the special problems young people have in their lives right now, which is a serious problem, actually, and giving advice about how soon is too soon after a death to seek a reading from a medium. Please be sure to join us next week. And of course, this week, we've been talking with our very, very dear friend, Sandra Champlain, who's been with us for the 14th time. 
This has been an emotion-filled visit with Sander for me. Recently, a beloved friend of hers transitioned, and at once he sent her some extraordinary signs and also some visits, some sorry, some pictures through Sonia Rinaldi's Brazilian station to prove which were like visits as far as Sandra was concerned, to prove that indeed he has survived his death. I am so grateful to our very precious friend that she has given us this opportunity to share in the joy of witnessing her friend's survival. And I'm really very, very grateful to have in my life Sandra Champlain. She is my successor as far as I'm concerned in sharing with the world the, the gift that we all do in fact survive our deaths. Now, of course, it's time once again, this is a commercial, everybody, let's get serious. This is a commercial. Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things death and the afterlife. Just go to seekreality.com and start to learn for yourself what really is going on and the fact that you truly are a powerful, eternal being. It's impossible for you ever to die. Seekreality.com is your, your resource to learn that your reality actually is eternal. As you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and Coming Within Weeks, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For young children, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus, and you can order all these books through bookstores, on Amazon, and the adult books are also available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me through the, the green contact block at robertagrimes.com. I do answer every email, but it can take a little while because I get quite a few. Always make sure you to give me your correct email address. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all, in all the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything. 